Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Points, of course, will only be awarded after the match comes to a conclusion. But he knows the significance of that. Only at the Ryder Cup. The European fans always provide so much colour and life. Europe have won at the 2023 Ryder Cup 16.5 points to 11.5 points. Of course, uh, the United States needed to get to 14 to retain the trophy. They did not. Mel Tung has been waiting to join us, the long-time golf coach, highly respected coach. Great to have you on the program, Mel. I, I, how are you coping? Have you had any sleep? How, how did you consume this cup? Well, mostly through highlights, to be perfectly honest, Daniel, because as I'm getting older, mate, I need my beauty sleep, and there's not much beauty there, but I must admit that, um, you know, it's been a, it's just an incredible event because there's so many things just happen, you know, the shot making is phenomenal, the chip-ins and the dry, you know, it's just spectacular, and I think it's, it's like golf's 2020, you know, it's so exciting. It's such a point of difference, um, and, and I love how the, the players completely buy into it, um, Patrick Cantlay aside, and we might get to him to, <laughs> a little bit later. But I'm with you. Like, the last day's hard for me to keep track of. The, the first two, because of the, you know, the stupid o'clock tee-off times that they have, you know, it was perfect for us, sort of 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. And, and in that first couple of hours that I watched, almost from the John Rahm chipping during the foursomes, yeah. you, you, sent all, you always sense the momentum was with... With, with Europe, and it, and it has been a, um, you know, from start to finish, uh, really good performance from the Europeans. Yeah, I think, you know, I've watched the interviews afterwards and the sort of conferences, you know. Um, seems like, I think one of the big things is there's a total, there's a different culture between the American team and the European team, as I see it. I think uh, that makes a you know, because I don't think the Europeans were favourites for a long time until this started, and then all of a sudden they they really did roller coast the Americans. And uh, I think there's going to be an awful lot of inquests for poor old Zach Johnson about what he did and who he picked and what combinations he had. But they seem a lot more fragmented than the European side. The European side looked like they were just full of joy all the time, and well, apart from the little spat that Rory had with Joe. Um, but in general, I think it's uh, I think the culture that they created and the camaraderie and the and the the team spirit just means such a lot. You know, often, you know, it's a, a winning team is about the team, not about individuals. Yeah, and you you also want your stars to front. And I've already mentioned John Rahm. I would think he went through unbeaten, uh, at least got a couple of points, if not more. I had someone some ties there, but Rory McIlroy too. Th- those two are the, you know. 
number one and one A, both spiritually and talented wise. Yeah, I think. I mean, that was the big thing as well that uh, you noticed from the is that the European superstars, you know, the John Rams and the you know Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, they they actually fronted up, whereas the Americans were a bit weak. From you know, Scotty Scheffler who's just played phenomenal for the last couple of years. He this seemed to be a bit too overwhelming for him. And I think when your top players are performing really well, it carries the ones that are the lesser lights, even though they're great players, you know, it just assists them to be able to go out there and perform because they're already thinking, you know, we've got these guys are going to get the points. It makes it that little bit simpler. But I think the overall thing was that, the you know, the, the Americans compared to the Europeans, um, the galleries, and I think that plays a big part as well. You know, the, the amazing crowds that they got and, it's like going to a, a football match, really, rather than a golf game, which is fantastic. Hovland Aberg nine and seven over Scheffler and Brooks Kepka. Oh my God! Like that, that <laughs> yeah, in of itself, we could spend half an hour on. Uh, what on earth happened there? What, what did you make of that? That scoreline is just frightening. Again, yeah, no. I mean, it, it seems. I mean. I, that, that young kid, Aberg, he looks like he's going to be one hell of a player. In fact, I've, I've been sort of looking on YouTube and stuff like that, watching since he played in the, he won and then played in the PGA. He looks a sensational player and he was, I think, All-American two years in a row and best player in the States. So he looks pretty special. But Hovland this year has been the, as much as these other, you know, the Schefflers and the McElroys and the Roms, but Hovland is just such a superb golfer and he's he's so aware about himself you know he's, he takes himself I really like his attitude to what he's doing and and how he goes about things he's got a light-heartedness but he's got an amazing discipline and you know that desire to be able to be the best that he can be and I think that's that's fantastic but they're absolutely buried down they just you know it was it, it's one of those games as well though when you go on a bit of a bad roll um, it's hard to get back into it, and they just they just made the the telling shots at the time, and the Americans were nowhere to be seen, mate. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah the the one thing I will give the United States credit for because they were chasing, for, as we've pointed out from the outset, is the way they played in that Saturday afternoon four ball. I think they won three out of the four points, and that's a bit of a credit to them. They they didn't completely mail it, and they gave themselves a glimmer of a hope. It was a very faint hope heading into the singles, but yeah, that, that's one thing we probably should give them credit for. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a bunch of fantastic golfers, you know. I mean, when they when they get it going, I think I think the the gallery is a big effect on them. You know, playing, they're a bit like Guinness. It, they don't travel well, and that's fairly obvious, you know. <laughs> they sort of, they're not, when, you, when they get into Europe, they're not performing. And if you look over there since the days of, I mean, I, my last Ryder Cup was 1985 when I lived in England and I went to watch, uh, you know, Europe beat the Americans then uh, and that was a phenomenal one at, at the Belfry. And, and since then, you know, it's been, Europe have really had the, the upper hand and I think it's, their preparation seems to be better, their their camaraderie seems to be better. There's, they're not a, they don't tend to be a group of individuals when they're in the team, whereas the Americans tend to be a little bit more that way. You know, their their sort of um, their attitude is slightly different. So I think I think you'll see a bigger difference next time at Bethpage in New York. I think that'll be an amazing one, and I, I think that could become one of the greatest Ryder Cups of all time, especially with the attitude. And if Luke Donald stays as captain, it could be quite phenomenal. To be honest, mate, it's really exciting. Well, it's by- golf, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's not- 
Sorry, mate. No, carry on. There's a slight delay, Mel. Um, yeah, so I just talked over the top of you. My apologies. I was, I, all I was going to say is a rather pithy comment that I'll happily buy you a Guinness if you t- you sit me down and tell me about watching Seve at the Belfry in 1985, I, my, my all-time favourite golfer. And did you see that, that massive TIFO? Yeah. Did you see that massive TIFO, that huge sign that the European fans pulled down across them, sort of like as they try to imitate an Italian football crowd to pay honour to Italian sports fans. And it was on Sivi. Like, Sivi is yeah. still, like, he, he still means something to the team in 2023. Oh, I think he'll always mean something. He's such a... I, I, I was fortunate to meet him with Michael Campbell many years ago. We had a bit of a... He gave Michael a bit of a short game lesson. And it was, you know, we spent an hour with him and it was like... You know, those opportunities just don't don't arise. But it just shows you how different the game was. In 1985, when I turned up, I got there early and watched... Um, it was on the final day, so it was a singles day. And it's the famous one where they, they hit over the water at 18 on this triple-layered green. And But before that, in those days, Seve had his own practice ball bag and he was hitting his own balls to his caddy standing in the middle of the range catching the balls. The game has just become so... Hollywood compared to what it was, but he's—I mean, he's probably—I mean, he's probably one of the most passionate, and he's one of the greatest golfers of all time. Just his whole persona was about competing and winning, and his love for the European team, you know, as a player and as a as the as the captain was, you know, sort of second to none. He's he's one of my all-time heroes, um, and. You know, such an amazing golfer, mate, an amazing man, and such a tragedy to... We, we were both born in the same year, so it's, you know, I'm still living, and he's been dead 11 years. It's pretty sad, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing character, amazing golfer. I'm with you, my all-time favourite. Uh, let's get to Patrick Cantlay and his caddy, uh, Joe LaCava. LaCava <laughs> first. They end up in a screaming match with Rory McIlroy in the car park. Uh, it seemed like, and you pointed this out, the galleries got to the United States, and I think is the greatest example of it. He did overstep the mark, and he waving the hat, getting a little bit too close to Rory, who has a, who has a, a long putt to, to potentially halve a match, right? His, his timing was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I was really surprising because he's an incredibly well-respected caddy, and I mean, he caddy for Freddie Couples for many years, and Tiger Woods, and uh, I think Patrick Hensley tends to walk to the beat of a different drum. And the argument that Rory had actually was with Bones, who used to be the caddy for Phil Mickelson. That was the one in the car park, I think. Oh, it was right. A, it was, uh, and he was very, very animated. In fact, uh, Shane Larry had to sort of drag him into getting him into his car and get out of the way, but I think that, yeah, there's, in all those, you know, team sports, and, and that just shows you the passion and the, the, the commitment they've got. It wasn't about, he was, he was, he was so concerned about wanting, it was, it was respecting golfers always had this sort of thing, you know, you, 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 you're respectful, you're quiet when people play. And all, and all that, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff this year about golfers playing on the PGA Tour, and John Rahm said one of the worst things that were happening now was the amount of barracking that was going on on the golf course um, against other players, trying to put them off as they were playing. Um, it's just just part of what it is, isn't it? Sport is sport, and you're going to have passion that runs through your veins, and sometimes you're going to make a few mistakes, but I think deep down it's uh, a bit of a storm in a teacup, really, mate. Made yeah. good headlines for you media people for... <laughs> 
It'll be fish and chip paper tomorrow, won't it? <laughs> You're right, I completely forgot it was Bones who was having a crack at who, you know, arguably one of the nicest people on the circuit, so it was kind of interesting on, on that front. The Patrick Cantlay yeah, um, story, if, if, th- yeah. this is an interesting story. If it's to be believed what's been reported, that he didn't wear his hat throughout, even during publicity photos, uh, as sort of a silent protest to players not getting paid, um, w- what do you make of that? Bullshit. I mean, there's no other word. I mean, that, it's not... When you pay for your country and anything, it's not about what... It's the greatest honour you can have. And I think the Ryder Cup for golfers is... Outside of the majors, I think it's the fifth the fifth major. You know, when you play the majors in golf, they are held at such a high esteem that the Ryder Cup has got that, that level. And, if, and, and and to be perfectly honest, mate, they get an awful lot of stuff that people don't know about. You know, there's a lot of gift bags and Rolex watches and all this, that, and the other. And Patrick Kensley wouldn't... I mean, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I'm pretty sure that he's not too short of a quid, and I think there'd be another 300 people in America that would actually pay to play in the Ryder Cup rather than being paid. So it's just... I don't know whether it's true or not, but... I, I'd, I, they'll never get paid in the Ryder Cup. I mean, if there was going to be any money, uh, and I think it goes into a lot of charities and stuff like I know when Frank Nobler and um, Michael played in the President's Cup and Greg Turner played, they, they used to get an X amount of money, which was probably about $100,000, which is going back 20-odd years, but that was donated to, like, New Zealand Golf, uh, the Golf Foundation, yes. and things like that. So there's a lot of stuff that people don't know. But, again, it's all about how it's reported. You can make anything sound really bad or you can make it sound really good. It just depends which angle you want to have it at that time. You know, if it was the sun in Britain, it would be the worst thing in the world that this guy's done. But in reality, until he actually comes out of his mouth, I don't take much notice, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they are big ifs, yeah, and you're right. And, and I take that point. I just think if, 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 and I'll say it again, if anyone is making that statement in 2023, I think it's so tone deaf considering what's going on in golf and how much money's been thrown around in golf. Uh, as you rightly point out, it's not, not as if they, they struck into rubber, uh, you know, two five, you know, five euro notes together in Italy this weekend. No, I mean, it's, well, all of sport, isn't it? You know, you've only got to look at um, everything, well, especially the big sports like football and golf and tennis. There is a, colossal amount of money available for these people and it must get to a point where um you know if you ever look at the live tour and stuff like that um uh, and it's not i mean like when you look at live as well it's it's not been a success i wouldn't say it's nobody really takes much notice of it so the the game itself is far greater than what 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 the the rewards are just a consequence, aren't they? And it's about yeah. what people want to get from the marketing and advertising and stuff like that. So I don't begrudge, you know, a footballer getting £300,000 a week. That's, that's fine. He's got a short career, and if he can get it, good. But when you really look at the the real world compared to these, it, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. And um, if they were making lots of money and they were being kind and paying forward to the, you know, helping others in different ways, because that, that's what I think greatness gives you. It gives you an opportunity to pay forward, doesn't it? You know, if you're... I always remember saying to Michael Campbell when he was a young fellow before he sort of made it, and I said to him, I said, you know, you've got the ability to enhance lives um, without even meeting them, and that, that's the importance. And if they can help financially as well, then the world would be a bit better place. But I'm afraid it's, it is what it is, you know. 
being a billionaire today is far more important than being a good person. So, but hey, that's down to them, mate. That's down to them. I'm a bit now, thank you. today. I was about to say, like, I just can see you sort of like stroking your long white beard, you know, wandering around in a long oh, yeah. white robe, sort of Socrates-like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think that there's a lot more to you know. Sport is one of the most wonderful things there is, and it it does. You know, it's yeah. a bit like the All Blacks and 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 what, and what they do in the Rugby World Cup, and that that changes the mentality of our country. So, but what you've seen, I, I think, coming from England and being a football guy and watching New Zealand grow over the last thirty odd years, the one thing I've noticed is how much. The, the rugby players have grown up to their responsibilities, and I think that's really important. And I think that's in every sports person's thing. It's not just about how much money you've got in your bank account. It's about how you can pay forward to the future. In all my life as a golf coach, not one of the young kids that I've coached from being in the 80s to today has ever paid me a dollar for a lesson. I did it because I thought it was a way to pay forward. And, and I was very fortunate to get my income in other ways. And, and I think that's, that's, that's something that should be looked into far more than it is, to be honest, that we have a responsibility. And that word responsibility is, is a very important word. Thank really you. important words from you, Mel. Uh, thank you for giving up 20-odd minutes of your time for nothing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, for no, nothing. No, no, uh, mate, you're a good man, Mel. Always love chatting to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Daniel. All the best, boys. Bye. That is Mel Tung, long-time, highly respected uh, golf coach, uh, looking back at the Ryder Cup. Oh, live from the bus. The Team Europe bus is still going off. He's breaking some good shapes, cutting some good shapes, is old Tommy. Do you think the Europeans are going to have some fun tonight? They still are, I'm sure. I'm, I wonder who's going to wake up with the Ryder Cup in their bed. Remember that great image of when they last won in Europe? Uh, Frankie Molinari and Tommy Fleetwood. Because they, they were an amazing combination. Um, and they, they staged that image with him waking up with the, uh, the Ryder Cup between hey, them. Hey, Dan, you reckon it's going to get the Hawks Bay treatment? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to unpack that one. You cut those things. You don't cut the shield. You cut the other bits. You can't, don't cut the shield. Cut the other thing.